Hey, I'm Agent Davis, and to my left, we got Agent Alfonso. How's How you going, doing, Agent buddy? Alfonso? I'm yeah. doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me, sir. As, uh, as many of you know, if you read the title, this is the Truth Is Not Here podcast, where we're going to go into deep dives of the X-Files. I am your resident expert with uh, my resident skeptic here, who's never seen <laughs> X-Files at all, apparently. That's true. It's true. I'm very sorry for this. See, I was going to ask you what your first uh, first introduction to X-Files was, but apparently you don't have any. <laughs> apparently it was just now, like yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah. You know, I only knew of X-Files just because it was on uh, the previews on Fox when I was watching Simpsons as a kid. Mm-hmm. So, the classic Simpsons episode as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, for years you uh, have talked up this show so much, and we've always talked about watching it together, and now we're going to do it what better time than quarantine to actually do this? You know, on a side note, can I tell you, like, I never, I never thought anybody was going to watch X-Files with me. I just, <laughs> maybe everyone was too late to the game. Mm -hmm. I remember back in the day, uh, fellow friends of ours would watch Supernatural and they were so into it. And I hated them for it because I was like, <laughs> X-Files is so much better. I was like, <laughs> you know, like I watched a pretty good amount of Supernatural episodes. Now I enjoy that for the most part, but I was like, Jocking off of X-Files so much. Right. So much. <laughs> I was so mad. But yeah. uh <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's get uh let me do my little housekeeping. For those of you watching on YouTube, like and subscribe to shit. Obviously, give us comments. Anything we might have missed, anything you like, anything you add to it. And uh for those listening at home, please rate and share this shit. And uh, if you're feeling gener generous enough, go to anchor.com and then uh, find this, the Truth Is Not Here podcast, and donate to us because we're very poor and can use a few bucks here. <laughs> For more paranormal research. and Yes, stuff, please. Yeah. Please fund our X-Files <laughs> research. <laughs> All right, so I got a... Uh, I will tell you this, though, sir. At the end of the episode, I want to know whether you like this episode or not. And uh, at the end of the season, I do want to have a ranking of best to worst episodes in the in the whole entire season. Oh, you you're up for awesome. the, Absolutely. Up for the challenge. Okay, I'm cool. excited for that. Good. I'm glad. Because <laughs> if not, you're still going to have to do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so getting into here, um, let's see. The first season on IMDb has an 8.4 score. So rated pretty high. Yeah, not bad, right? And right. then Rotten Tomatoes has 93% on the thermometer and 96% audience score. Feeling pretty good about that. How about you? Yep, so far so good, man. So far so good, yeah. Absolutely. So a little bit about this episode. This is obviously the pilot episode. This aired on September 10th, 1993. It was written by Chris Carter and directed by Robert Mandel. I'm going to try and keep track of these guys as we go. I okay. think that shit's kind of interesting. So, no relation to Howie Mandel. No, not that I've known. <laughs> not that I could find. Bob is wrong. <laughs> so this dude, Robert Mandel, best known for his film School Ties, which launched the careers of Brendan Fraser, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Cole Hauser, and Chris O'Donnell. So go figure that. Right. I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> And, uh, I haven't heard of Chris O'Donnell since 1996, so. Yeah, 96, 97, Batman yeah. uh, and Robin. Yep. Wasn't he on uh, one of those uh, CSI Miami shows or something? Obviously, <laughs> not, probably not Miami, but. 
one of those procedural <laughs> yeah. top shows. It's, it's kind of like the last step out for uh, random cameo celebrity appearances, you know? Yeah, that's neither here nor there. So says he also went on to become a successful film director, TV series and stuff. He's done Lost, Nash Bridges, The Practice. He did this pilot episode of X-Files and did some Prison Break stuff. So, oh, apparently he did uh, was the original director hired for uh, Carrie 2. Say you're sorry, but quickly left production over creative differences. Don't they all? Right. He's like, we don't need a second movie to carry. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Uh, and then uh, for this episode, we got some uh, guest stars. So we got Charles Siafi is Scott Blevins. Uh, he's done some TV work. He was uh, Vic Androsi from uh, Shaft, the original Shaft oh, show. Okay. Kojak, Frazier, Wings, 30-something NYPD Blue. So he's got pretty uh, substantive... Uh, Shit going on here in the TV world. <laughs> A-team, sorry, I'm reading as I'm talking. It's not working out so well. A-team <laughs> as Gianni Christian. So there you go. Okay. Oh, uh, for my gaming nerds out there, he also voiced Chairman Prescott and Adam Phoenix in the 360 game Gears of War 2. Hmm. How's that? Yeah. Okay. It's random. Uh, Cliff Young is uh, the Dr. Jay Noonman. Leon Rossum as Detective Miles. So, oh, the <laughs> Detective Miles, obviously, we were talking about the Big Lebowski, uh, the <laughs> Malibu police chief. Don't like your jerk off face. I don't like your jerk off name. I don't like you, jerk off. So, and um, the dude, Billy Miles, he's done little TV stuff here and there, MacGyver, shit like that, I believe. Okay. So, that's a little bit of background on the guest stars because coming up, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces, my friend. I'm excited. I, I know. It's so just cool. wait till we get to the next week's episode, dude. Oh no! It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm excited. So you dude, know, the premise of this of this podcast is that you know you've obviously been through this whole entire uh, series before. I have not. I am not looking up anything prior to any of these episodes. So I admire your dedication, sir. I'll oh, just, absolutely. I'm say that up front. Hell yeah, man! I think it's just gonna be fun uh, to experience something. I think it's it's the best when you get with a friend or somebody that you care about and you get to show them that thing and you get to see their reaction. You know what I mean? For the first time. So, uh, it's been, usually it don't work out cause you overhype shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. But I don't think that this will disappoint cause I'm, I'm glad you're open-minded. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just uh, excited to dive in that, uh, really stunk because we watched this episode and like, as soon as I saw the credits, it's like, ah, oh, man, like I gotta go. We're going to do this, which I'm excited about too. Then we got to wait like a whole other week just to like watch another episode again. I know it's like know? living back in the nineties again, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Or watching the Mandalorian. Yes. That's very true too. Oh, crap, is that? <laughs> but I don't know, man. Uh, let's get into the plot, I guess. So, okay. <laughs> All right, so the first, all these episodes are going to have a cold open, which is something that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Supernatural does this shit, too. I think maybe all these sci-fi shows kind of do that. Maybe that's the draw of the episode. But uh, this is where we see teenagers getting, uh, what, going to the forest, dark. Uh, it's all dark, a shadow, shadowy figure approaches, and then uh, you see the light. And then uh, all of a sudden, we got two lower... Two, what would you call those bite marks? Ball yeah, marks? <laughs> it, it, it's weird because in, in like the very first shots of it, they look like bite marks. But as we progress more into the episode, they kind of almost look like these like 
pinkish kind of moles. You know what I mean? So they kind of yeah. a little bit. I think I, I think I got two of these on my body somewhere. <laughs> so it should be noted we're in uh, Bella Fleur, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. the lady that was taken, Karen Swanson, playing the forest at night. When she falls, the dark figure approaches. They both become enveloped in the light. That's when they find the bodies, and then you know this is where you would normally get your uh, your intro, but there's no intro for this one. They no. couldn't pay that guy yet. You know the, the thing I do want to say right off the bat is once you see the light and everything, and then the swirling around with the leaves and everything like that, it it you want to say that it's got that piloty feel, but I think because they skipped the whole beginning, it just kind of dove in. It kind of more felt like a movie to me. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for a pilot episode, I really think this is pretty well done. Mm-hmm. You know, considering this was '93, and mm-hmm. especially with the sci-fi, you know, especially if you get like the special effects, eh, some of them don't hold up. But I feel like this episode was pretty good. I it mean, definitely- not that they did anything crazy. No, no. Well, you know, like even like the the lighting effects, like you could tell that it wasn't just like a bunch of lights, like they actually cleaned it up digitally. You know what I mean? And shout out to Hulu for showing that HD presentation, man, because that that would look it look great. Everything looked great. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah. Surprisingly, Mm -hmm. these uh, 90s shows don't really hold up so well, but I thought Mm -hmm. this one was pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it didn't feel cheesy at all. It felt very kind of like crime drama e with a little bit of dark comedy and as you had said I, I don't know i think i should just let you say it right off the bat what did we have between uh Mulder and scully <laughs> sexual tension sexual that's what i'm feeling like i didn't like pay as much attention to it in my initial mm-hmm. watching of all this because uh i went and bought all the dvds like 10 15 years ago set in my room just watched them piece by piece and uh always had a huge crush on scully so i'm just gonna say that right off the bat but going back and be able to watch these again and pick Mm -hmm. up on all these things it's like it's definitely set to where you could and uh that's the thing too like uh so when we get into scully we're gonna talk about her in a second but uh i know fox the the actual channel wanted to have like a bustier blonde chick instead of (laughs) instead of what we got with jillian anderson Mm -hmm. but i'm glad because jillian anderson's hot yeah, like no, I pouty lips. Mm-hmm. Well, she had more of that dark aura, <clears throat> and especially and she, she's more believable. If yeah. you want to play the skeptic, let's be Absolutely. honest. Yep, she looks like a just like a normal American. You know what I mean? And uh, I think just on top of it, you and I are attracted to more of that darker kind of, you know, more uh, girl next door kind of thing. There right? you go. There you Does go. That, that work? Yep. Absolutely. Thank you for that. We're we're into the solid bees. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, there you go. And uh, obviously, this is a it was Chris Carter's decision to have her come on instead of you know, some bustier blonde ear chick. So, mm-hmm. and then um, she's modeled after Jodie Foster from Silence of the Lambs, was the first thing you probably noticed. Mm-hmm, absolutely, the way she's dressed, the hairstyle, just that whole mold, everything, the walk, the kind of like defeated uh, aura around her, you know what I mean? Like being that brand new person, like the 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 country girl in the big city not that oregon was a big city but at least like the big show when she got hooked up with Mulder. so well when uh when we first meet her it's uh in dc and um i guess that's when they kind of call her but um yeah like i mean i know you were joking about this but (laughs) every time like the cigarette smoking man would come by you'd like Two coffees, please. Right. And even even the little uh, what would you call her? The nurse in the the hospital later on mm-hmm. 
doesn't even talk directly to her. She's just like mm-hmm. talking to Mulder. What is she doing when she's yeah. like inspecting him? But absolutely, you know, that's neither here nor there. So you can see like there's obviously, especially with uh, Starling from Silence of the Lambs too. There's like no respect there. No, no, not at all. So she's kind of got to earn it and yep, you know, do her yep. thing. So. But you could tell, like, from the get-go that she's going to be uh, definitely a, a worthy partner. You know what I mean? Like, she like she was already thinking outside of the box and shit like that. Like, I don't want to, like, skip ahead. Wait. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if you want to keep going or because I don't want to, like, my reference point to be ahead well, of the story. Let me but. say this. This is, like, um, Scully's – well, not Scully, but Jillian Anderson's first real big fucking role. Is it really? Yeah. Like, wow. she had done a couple other things. But this is uh, – yeah. You could probably tell there's – little bit of nervousness maybe Mm -hmm. she's not as uh in the groove yet i guess but yeah it's a fucking it's a pilot what are you gonna do played it off well you know what i mean but also too you i was that just her it was that her character you know what i mean and yeah yeah absolutely so i guess moving on you know like like i said we started off in washington that's when you meet dana scully she's uh meeting with uh division chief scott levins which is uh, Charles Siafi and a seemingly anonymous government official, which is a cigarette smoking man. Uh, this is where she gets assigned to work with uh, Fox Mulder on the X-Files. You know, her whole point is just to kind of give some legitimacy to him. It's bas- She's basically there to debunk any fucking crazy theories that he has. Right. And obviously right. she kind of gets drawn in. Absolutely. So, <laughs> to his beautiful eyes and oh my god, what a handsome <laughs> fellow he is, man! Dude, I'll, I'll say this, man. I, I watched uh, I watched Californication just because of David Duchovny, and I watched uh, Evolution. Like anything he's in, I always try to check out, even oh, though I know awesome. he's got that uh, Return to Me. I don't think I've ever seen that one, but I heard good <laughs> things about that, though. I know that's supposed to be all sweet, right? Yeah. Well, shit, this project is going to take two years, so my after that, might as well look into those, you know. Yeah, we'll just, uh, this is basically just going to become a David Coveney podcast, I guess. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and then, uh, so moving on, Levins just kind of tells her, yeah, you're just here to bunk Mulder's work. Uh, then she ends up going downstairs, meeting Mulder. This is how he gets uh, her into this case, shows her the photos, you know, kind of gives him, gives her the, the theory on everything, shows the body marks. Uh, similarities between her death and the others across the country. He believes it's an extraterrestrial, but the skeptical Scully, mm-hmm. uh, not really buying into the bullshit. <laughs> so, I mean, from there, they just straight up fly to Oregon. Oregon? Did I say that weird? Oregon, I think. Is Oregon. Oregon, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, as they're flying, the plane encounters turbulence. Ooh, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, drive to the woods. Agent's radio goes crazy. Gets a uh, Mulder gets out of his car, spots an X on the, the road that'll come into play later. Then Mulder arranges the uh, exhumation of the third victim, Ray Soames. Soames, yeah, I got that right. Despite the protests of the the doctor, who pulls up in his uh, fancy uh, 1993 Jeep. <laughs> Nearly goes to fisticuffs with Mulder. Yeah, he's an asshole. Mm. So then they exhume the body, obviously, and then uh, come to find out after uh, the, the straps break and it takes a tumble, <laughs> we find uh, what is described to as a or orangutan. Mm-hmm. Is that how they a chimpanzee? Yes. Completely. Uh, what's the word? You're you're a medical guy. What would you call that? It's almost like a mummified kind of body. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was desiccated, decayed. Yeah, specimen of something. Clearly and, not normal. No, no, not at all. And I, I would like to say that when that strap broke in that scene, and the uh, the casket like was going down that hill and it opened, it was very like naked gun ish kind of feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I said to you, it, it was like um, <laughs> this is how the Wishmaster started. Nothing <laughs> right. good ever comes from straps. Seriously. Breaking. Yeah, it was just weird. But maybe that's just us because we're like really on the morbid side of humor. But <clears throat> yeah. kind of a, little, a little too much, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's uh. So we lead into the uh, what you call it, the autopsy. That's when uh, Scully finds the, the implant in the the nasal cavity. Mm-hmm. So after that, we get uh, Mulder and Scully going to the psychiatric hospital where Soames was committed before his death. And this is where we meet Billy Miles and the wheelchair-bound Peggy O'Dell. <laughs> O'Dell suffers from a nosebleed during this encounter. And, uh, you know, while they're struggling on the floor, that's when uh, our slick-ass Mulder here, mm-hmm. slick-ass Mulder goes in and uh, while they're struggling on the ground, kind of shows Scully the marks. Mm-hmm. Scully kind of bolts out afterwards, like, "What the fuck, Mulder?" Right, exactly. You knew this the whole time. How did you know this? Like, like, because I know. Yep, he had this whole plan to get her there. Like, he knew that he was going to be able to shape her and mold her into this case. Mold her into this case. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> pretty early for that. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. Yeah, nice job. Thank you. Uh, so moving on that night, the agents investigate the forest. Scully discovers a uh, strange ash on the ground, as we tend to notice out in the forest. You know, <laughs> just mixed in with the silt. You know what I mean? No big deal. Yeah, uh, but you know, moving on. Mm-hmm. So the local detective arrives, orders them to leave. They drive back to the motel. Mulder and Scully encounter a bright, a bright flash of light, and their car loses power at the same spot where Mulder had the earlier spray painted. Cross. Mm. Mulder then realizes nine minutes had disappeared after the flash between 903 and 912. Uh report uh phenomenon reported by alien abductees. You ever heard of this? No, no, not like that with a are you well read on your alien abductees? You know, the the funny thing is is that I would say over the past like six months I've gotten more and more into this just because of the whole Tom Delange thing. You know what I mean? I feel like um, a lot of people are doing that. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, the year 2020, they're actually our government's coming out and saying that, yes, there have been experiences with uh, UFOs. And we haven't even fully devoted the attention that it deserves because we're so focused on everything else that's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. But I will say Separate government related shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will say that at, I was into this episode the entire time. But once they were in like in the car, I was in my head. I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna go back to that place where you know Mulder put the axe." And I was not disappointed at all. Like everything for it being '90s, you would you would expect kind of like some cheesiness, you know what I mean, some corniness. But it was done really well. Like Mulder was looking down at his digital watch and was going all crazy, and the compass was going all nuts, and got the light. Dude, I got like chills because it was such an awesome scene. Well, that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, it's like. um just talking about other pilot episodes, Gotham, I thought was cheesy as fuck. And that came out, what, five years ago? Five, yep. six years ago, maybe by now? Came out five, six years ago, and it feels like it's been on for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Seven seasons too long by now. Right. Oh, what an awful show. That's yeah. why we're not doing that one. No, we're not. <laughs> so, uh, go back to the motel. Mulder tells Scully that his sister Samantha had vanished when he was 12, gives all the backstory. 
then the agents receive an anonymous call telling them that Peggy Odell died. That's where they visit the scene and find Odell's body, but no wheelchair. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's to be expected. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's where they're formed. She was killed running into traffic. She died at 9.03 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Scully was the one that noticed that right away. Yeah, she took so. note of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry. This is when uh, Mulder is informed that the desiccated body had been stolen from the morgue. The agent returned to the motel to find it on fire. All their evidence destroyed. Uh, that's when we meet Teresa, Neiman's daughter. Uh, she contacts the agents for help. She tells them that they're awakened in the middle of the woods several times and fears for her life. She has the same marks and uh, develops a nosebleed. This is when they're sitting in, uh, what would you call that? A little, uh, like a little, little diner. For us, for us, it's like a Mr. Goodies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you order your food, you got your drinks. Yeah. This is where they're talking about uh, alien abduction and shit. So, yep, that real. Yeah, the brown bag and styrofoam container to go place. Yes, you know? yes. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> so that's when uh, Peggy kind of fills him. No, not Peggy. Peggy's dead at this point. <laughs> Teresa, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's when she fills him in. So, you know, it was the four of them after school or some shit. They got uh, abducted. And uh, that's when uh, her father breaks in with the detective who uh, is revealed to be Billy Miles father who is the god we haven't even mentioned billy miles yet have we Mm-mm. he's the one uh that was uh as uh scully called it a vegetable yeah <laughs> vegetable yeah. In there. yeah shout out to all the 90s uh horrible nomenclature yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, jesus christ but yeah so, so he's in this bed you know what i mean this entire time so you're yeah, like bedridden you're, hasn't moved at all peggy's yep. like comatose i guess you would say just blinks and uh mm-hmm. kind of breathes i guess shit's shits the bed uh, apparently a lot mm-hmm. and then uh <laughs> so that's uh yeah so this is where we meet billy miles's father they arrive and take uh, her away then the agents wonder about the bodies of the first two victims they return to the cemetery where they find out the graves have already been dug up and the coffins are missing Mulder realizes that billy is responsible for bringing the victims to the woods not sure how he kind of came across that if i'm being honest with you mm-hmm. i don't know how he put that together i'm curious if you have any thoughts no, you know, the thing is, is like, I almost feel like he's worked on this case before. That's the kind of the way that I took it. it. Yeah, like he kind of knew what was going on and he was just waiting for that piece to. Basically, kind of just taking her by the hand and leading her along this one, right? Yep. Stringing her along. Yep. But she did not disappoint. You know what I mean? She, you could tell at that, that point. And I think it was obviously when they're in the car together. She was just like, well, this is how it is. This is what's going to happen. And what did he say? He said that we need to file our own report. And she said, we're going to get the evidence and we're going to file our own report. So like he knew at that point that, yep, I got her. This is happening. And uh, one thing I, I kind of glossed over too is uh, before the, the hotel even caught on fire, um, she kind of comes in kind of scared that she's got these marks on her. Right. And we have a little, little bit of sexual tension. A little bit. Very, very. She kind of gets down to her skivvies, which is. <laughs> yep. uh Yep. I'm not complaining. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that I didn't bookmark that time on Hulu to go back now that I've watched it. So I can go back with the whole like, uh, you know, the whole like look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that oh, look back? Yeah. Yep. The look back. yep. But uh, sex files real quick here. I apologize <laughs> to everybody in advance. 
But I mean, it showed in that moment uh, of trust. You know what I mean? That here she thought that she was going to be the next marked one, as we say. And where does she go? Boom, she just busts right in. Busting in the, as we had said, the high-waisted cotton panties of the 1990s. Yes, very well done. Very, uh, very mature. Yes, yes. So back to... uh... Back to the stuff, you know, Mulder realizes Billy's responsible. Um curious if anybody out there wants to throw in some feedback, tell us what uh what they think. For sure. For comments and all that shit. So uh Return to the Woods again they encounter Detective Miles, but hear a scream and find Billy near uh nearby with Teresa in his arms. There's a flashlight and Billy and Teresa are recovered unharmed. I wonder <laughs> what uh deal with that was. Right. Yeah, totally fine. Little little bit of dust on him. Yeah, it's all good. He's fine. <laughs> and then, uh, so to wrap this up, we got a couple weeks later, Billy Miles is put under hypnosis. He recalls how he was abducted in the forest as he and some classmates celebrated the graduation. Over time, the classmates were subjected to tests by aliens and later killed when the tests failed. Scully provides Blevins with a metal implant and the only remaining piece of evidence. She later learns that Mulder, from Mulder, that Billy's case files are missing. Meanwhile, the cigarette-smoking man... Uh, stores the implant away in uh, an Indiana Jones-esque type warehouse that we come to find out is the Pentagon. Right. <laughs> where apparently there's a whole goddamn basement of the Pentagon dedicated to alien, you know, evidence. Yep. So how do you feel? How do you feel about this episode? I feel really excited. It's got me uh, hooked immediately. It's got that rose noir crime grittiness like i said with mixed with the dark humor mixed with some alien force i don't know i obviously know that the x-files is all alien but i'm curious to see is there going to be like well paranormal? let me let me tell you this yeah. um i don't know maybe this is a controversial opinion in uh x-files lore and fandom but my favorite episodes are usually the ones that are one-offs like the monster episodes mm-hmm. and sometimes uh all this shit kind of comes back in for the bigger arc, but there's the, always the alien arc mm-hmm. that it's it's going to be basically throughout this entire the entire show, and it, there's going to be a few episodes here and there that are going to tie this bigger overarching story together. And I always found those to be kind of my least favorite because I mean nothing ever really gets settled, you know. Otherwise, that's mm-hmm. the end of the show, right? But I feel like it's just carrot pieces here and there leading you on, and sometimes it gets kind of convoluted, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm looking forward to all these fun episodes that uh, one offs. I think yeah, okay. they're going to be easier to talk about because this is going to get bigger and crazier the more we go. Oh, I'm so excited! It's it's I I I seriously cannot wait, man. It seems like something that's going to be awesome to like like make little cracks and stuff about you know because it's the 90s. You know what and, I mean? You know, it, it's it's cool too because they they kind of get into it really really quick in these uh this first season. Uh, I think we got one more that's kind of more overarching kind of alien mm-hmm. kind of setting it up i think maybe episode three or four coming up is where we get our first like monster of the, the week as they call them oh cool and it, that's, that's awesome. gonna be the infamous tombs episode Ooh. or no. uh, squeeze one of the two i know it's uh i know it's that guy there's a two-parter god maybe i'm spoiling this for you i should shut up <laughs> <laughs> now i can tell you the only thing that i know is what we've talked about previously is that there was some sort of banned episode because of the content. Is that on Hulu? Yeah, or- if not, I should have it. Okay, okay. I'll look. That, uh, that's in season four. Okay, maybe later. I can't. I can't remember the season, but I know which one you're talking about. Okay, that's so, the episode home. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I know about this show. Um, 
I overall, I think that this episode was great. At no point did I find it particularly cheesy or piloty kind of feel like it just felt like you just boom, you're in, you know, this is it. Yeah, I really can't say enough about it as yeah. far as everything you just said. Not, not really cheesy to me at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, pretty good for a pilot. Oh, hell yeah. Um, my only question is who tipped off uh, Mulder in the motel that Peggy died? I think that was Teresa. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was her. She didn't uh, identify herself until, you know, they found Peggy's body. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I've missed anything Uh, for the plot. I kind of just been reading off of Wikipedia. So Mm -hmm. I I apologize. I should just take (laughs) notes myself, which I'm going to next time. But since we watched it for the first time together, I, I didn't think it would be a good idea. Oh, for sure. And this is uh, our pilot, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. You know? yeah. So if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, uh, constructive uh, criticism, be much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, I do want to throw out there real quick because I don't want your hard work to go uh, unnoticed. You had listed some trivia information <laughs> that I, think yeah. I would like us to go over. Submit. Yeah. yeah. Would you consider trivia or would you want to call it a... Uh... Just random facts. Or random whatever. facts, yeah. I guess we random could do facts. random facts, yeah. Let me see which one's the one you sent me. The trivia here, huh? <laughs> so cheesy. That was cheesy. I'm sorry. I'm learning, too. <laughs> uh, So, I labeled this under trivia, but it's just random shit nobody sees. Uh, in the scene on the plane, the man who is sitting behind Scully is David Duchovny's father. That's pretty awesome. That's just, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's that's nothing awesome. to the story, just more like cool shit for learning. Yeah. Uh, next one we got the look. And in fact, the inspiration for the personality of Scully in the first episode was based on Clary Starling. Obviously, we already mm-hmm. touched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, this one here, this episode takes place on March 7th, 1992, just to give everyone a timeline. Uh, when Mulder and Scully wake up after their nine minute time loss, it's 9 13 p.m. This is the same time that they see lights above air force base in episode two so something to look forward to oh that's cool man so i kind of kept it short you know some of those things were who the hell was really gonna care about some of those (laughs) i i that david duchovny's father thing is awesome like hey dad yeah yeah yeah, his dad in the background yeah i saw his ass there i was like why is that guy sitting there That's awesome. Um, I, this was uh, super fun to do. I'm, I'm glad this, you know, this whole thing was your idea and for you to ask me to do this, I, I think is super fucking awesome. Um, I think we vibe well together and I think it at least will be fun for me and you to be with somebody that has no idea what's about to happen. So. Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. like, I couldn't ask for like a better person to watch this with because at least you're <laughs> open-minded. You're excited about it. I'm very excited. And then, yeah, it's, you haven't seen anything before. No. Nothing at all. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be one hell of a ride, sir. Yes, sir. And we're going to do the, we're going to do the movies too. I'm not going to forget about those. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, dude, Mm, I'm so excited. Like I know this is probably the shittiest (laughs) version of what this episode is (laughs) or what the show is going to be, but I'm so excited for what's coming up. It's only going to get better from here. Absolutely. That's true. Now I'm assuming because of this, we're giving a thumbs up for this one. Oh, absolutely absolutely okay yep. i want you uh, i don't want you to hold back on me all right oh i won't I, w- I will be honest with you and you we are watching so for the people that don't know this we watched the episodes together right before we filmed this 
now uh agent davis will make his notes and everything because he's obviously leading the show but you're getting the full reaction from me so if i came i was like oh yeah it was really good but you know the entire time while we're watching it like oh this is lame like you're getting the pure reaction so you know how i'm gonna be with this so yeah i'm really i think it's gonna be fun doing the the rankings at the end of the season there are a couple duds on this season (laughs) (laughs) and uh i think they're gonna be fun to at least talk about and kind of shit on a little bit absolutely absolutely i mean when you do 24 episodes of tv like i don't think anything pulls off 24 episodes well all season no not at all but that's the style back then man yeah we'll make it entertaining yes so (laughs) again if you're watching this on youtube like subscribe comment you know pointers whatever you'd like to see maybe add some tidbits and uh if there's anything we get wrong please put it in the comments and i'll correct it on the next episode any additional thoughts and ideas that I think are worth sharing, I will share right here. Otherwise, if you're listening on podcasts, you know, do the same thing. I don't give a fuck. Find <laughs> us on Facebook. Uh, I will put up a link eventually. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to start this motherfucker. We so, should. I don't know. You got any other other thoughts? Uh, the only thing is, is that since this is, you know, essentially like a project I was thinking all day, I would like to note that today is uh, Thursday, November 12, 2020. So it will be fun to look back when we're all done and go back on this episode and see what the date is. Oh, you're going to date us, huh? Yeah, we're going to date us and see how it goes. All right. If you made it to the end, thanks for checking us out. We will see you next week for Deep Throat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even better. We gotta come up with a clever way to end this. I don't have one yet. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, unprepared. Yeah, you gotta just just run the the title card for the contact us. Yeah, the one that we didn't use in the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go add the intro. Oh, later. we do have a title card. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'll play the uh, the exit on there for the intro. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> awesome. I love that, man. I want to believe you'll be back next week. That was, it. That was, it was awful. That. It's forced. <laughs> I promise it'll get better from here. <laughs> God damn it. All right, later. Thanks.